You are now listening to the Flaming Melon Podcast, featuring your hosts, the Watermelon Boys, Lucas Baudois, and Patrick Riley. Fasten your seatbelts and enjoy the ride. And make sure to look both ways at the stop sign because the Watermelon Boys and affiliate networks will not be held liable for any accidents caused by this pod. Thank you. Hello and welcome back to the Flaming Melon Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Lucas, here with my co-host, Patrick. Hello, Patrick. Hello. Today is my my day. Um, you're going to hear this and it's not going to be significant, but uh, today is St. Patrick's Day. Um, I am Irish, and my name is also very, very Irish, and my name is Patrick, so, uh, you know, I feel some type of ownership to this day, even though uh, I don't really do anything to celebrate it, other than dress up as a leprechaun and kill small animals. Um, that was uh, was a joke. It's actually uh, children, but they are like little animals, aren't they? Sometimes, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those little, those little, uh, those little uh, pesky, uh, pesky children running around. Uh, I just dress up as a leprechaun and kill them. What can I say? Um, yeah. So happy St. Patrick's Day. Uh, you know, might have some, uh, you know, something green. Might uh, might dress up as a, uh, you know. What can I say? Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thank you. Yeah. It is it is Patrick's Day. Um it is Patrick's Day. However, I won the number of the day. So in a way it's my day as well on a very different sense. All right, why don't you, why don't you just have to come in here and just shit on the <laughs> But I'm gonna dedicate this win to you because it is oh, your day. Oh, okay. That changes things. Thank you very much. I feel Thank you. That really changed. Thank you. Know, you. I'm gonna dress up as a leprechaun still and kill even more children thanks to you. So I appreciate the dedicated win. Okay, good. Really gives good. me the motivation I'm glad. I need. Um, you know, uh, some people worry about our monetization because you know we reference killing children stuff like that. Um, but really, YouTube loves it. They put us at the front of the page. Um, you know, they really like murdering kids. So. Um, yeah, they love it. You know, we keep getting new sponsors. We got a new one today. Um, people, people are lining up to support us and give us money. Yeah. So thanks, uh, thanks to all of the social media platforms um, and the kids, because um, we couldn't have done it without them either. Um, true, true that. Yeah. Well, speaking of need someone to kill. Speaking of kids, I uh, I found a jar of pickles today, and it had. Uh, the labeling on the on the top of the jar, when you look at it, you know, usually you look at the, the lid of the jar and it says the brand and then probably what kind of pickle it was, right? Isn't that pretty normal? Right, yeah. Well, in this case, it was, it said the brand, but then underneath it, it didn't say what kind it was. I mean, it, did, it said Make-A-Wish, like the Make-A-Wish Foundation. <laughs> Make-A-Wish. So, um, yeah, so some kid got their wish, became a became pickle they were turned into a jar of pickles yeah my, my wish is to become pickles i mean which is which is a pretty good wish i think the only thing that would be better is maybe a jar of maraschino cherries oh but pick, pickles are good too yeah. i like pickles well pickles is uh pickles last 
forever. So I mean, if you want the the key to eternal life, you just gotta. Well, first you gotta die, and then you gotta have your your body pickled, and then uh, you know, or made into pickles, not pickle your body, right? But make yourself turn pickle. yourself into pickles, exactly. right? And then you'll last forever until somebody opens the jar, and then things start to go south, and they don't last as long. But just don't open the jar. Yeah. Don't open the jar. Don't break the jar. If you break the jar, ten years of bad luck. I love pickles. Yeah, what kind of pickles have you been? You've been telling me that you keep you keep enjoying pickles. I've got multiple types of pickles right now. I got I got this huge jar of like sweet and spicy pickle uh, chips that are really good. More more sweet than spicy. And then I've got this jar of spears that are really spicy. Um, and like you eat one and your tongue's on fire, but they are so delicious. What kind of uh, what kind of peppers are they? I, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, last night I had, this is, this was my, my dinner and dessert. I had some spicy mac and cheese with vegan sausage in it, followed by half a, half of a pint of chocolate ice cream. Okay. Um, and then followed that up with a spicy pickle spear. Yeah. I mean, it all sounds good except for the placement of the, uh, the final pickle spear even going from the spicy mac and cheese to the ice cream was kind of jarring and then from the ice cream to the spicy pickle was especially jarring but for whatever reason i was like man i want to eat one of these well well i guess um your head was in the right space but you needed to organize your thoughts a little bit yeah it was it was a rough night um so are you, do, are you doing anything to celebrate your day, St. Patrick's Day today? Um, well, like I said, I'm going to dress up as a leprechaun and kill some children. Um, aside from that, right, right. Uh, eat some pickles. Um, one thing I never understood was the bread and butter pickles. They, they kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Really? Uh, I don't know why. I don't know why. It's not that I dislike them to uh, like, a, like I couldn't put one in my mouth, but it's like I don't understand them. You know what I mean? Right. I, uh-huh. I don't get... Like, I wouldn't seek them out. I, I got you. Um, I don't know. I, I like them. I put them on sandwiches. I like how we can just seamlessly go from, like, killing kids to going into the pickles. And... <laughs> we can cover everything in seamless transitions. I'm, uh, I've been working on some... Uh, business things that i'll have to share with you i can't mention it on the on the pod right now but uh okay so i don't even know why i'm mentioning it um (laughs) okay all right like i've I've got some crazy uh some crazy ideas that uh could be uh in the process of of having them go into the right network of people where they can actually become a reality you know i have limited resources like i have a i have the i bring the creativity side you know, I bring the crazy ideas, and if it's a good crazy idea, that might just work. Find the people with the right connections, you know. Um, and I think that's why uh, I think a lot of people have the ability to invent crazy things, but um, they put themselves in a little bit too small of a box when it comes to what's possible. And this kind of mm-hmm. has some parallels to, like, creating magic and stuff like that, too, but... Um, just yeah i mean don't be afraid of thinking of something crazy because it just might be 
a good kind of crazy. Um, and if it's same thing, like if you, if you, uh, if you have an idea, but don't have the connections or the, I guess, infrastructure to be able to make the product or something like that. Um, don't be afraid to find other people who can, um, you know, I bet there's a lot of, I guess all I'm saying is there's a lot of good ideas that out there that, uh, are never made because they don't have the, the right people. That's true. Yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, everything on my side. Uh, any any special news announcement from you? I feel like there's a special announcement. A special announcement? Yeah. What's your special announcement? Um, I did two magic shows okay. over the last week. I might have one today. It hasn't been confirmed, but uh, yeah, I did two shows. They were both small little dinner parties at people's homes very fun i've been doing a lot of those i've talked about many of those so i won't you know it's kind I, of the same i won't keep right. yeah it's similar similar stuff i've been working on some dice material i keep improving that and doing doing some more work with dice but yeah um i did have I'll, i i guess i can tell you this i was gonna tell you off the pod but i did have a lucky moment in a trick that i've actually been waiting I've been waiting for this moment to happen for years. Like I'm talking like eight years uh, is probably how long I've been doing this trick, at least eight years. And in this trick, you have a spectator name, freely name any card out loud. And then you do something amazing to produce that card. However, if they name one card in particular, one of the 52, there is a incredibly more fair and astonishing way that this card is produced uh-huh. but it, it only happens if they happen to name this one card and i'm not even going to say what it is because you know who knows maybe people that listen to this have seen me do this trick i do it a lot but no one has ever named that card and it's not like an uncommon card too i would have thought it would have been named several times over the course of the last however many years i've been doing it but finally finally someone named this card right off the bat and my heart like almost leapt out of my chest because like holy shit it finally happened like i've just i've been waiting for so long for someone to name this card and finally it hit and i I had to like sit there for a few seconds because i was like okay what do i do what do i do but the nice thing is i don't have to do anything (laughs) i don't have to do anything it's so clean that it's already set up for that card and so i just set the deck down and then you know the magic happens and i'll describe to you after the pod with the trick is you'll know what it is but uh-huh. it, it it was it was beautiful it's it's such a strong effect even even with without you hitting the one in 52 card it's an amazing effect that fools you know magicians and laymen alike um but yeah it was it was a cool moment that's great fine finally happened i know ne- i thought it might never right in but... time for saint patrick's day with the luck of the irish that's right yeah. that's right yeah yeah so maybe you should yep. uh, i don't know do something St. Patrick's like and, you know, put on a big hat, start walking around dancing or just some shit. <laughs> I probably should. You know what? I should I should have put my green hoodie on. I bought a green hoodie the other day. I'm wearing this stupid jellyfish hoodie right now. I think that um, means that you're going to get attacked. Much like the by kids. By jellyfish? No. But, by a leprechaun no? for not wearing green. Shit, do I have any green on? No, I don't think I do. 
Well, maybe hopefully, I probably am going to get attacked. Hopefully, you run into hopefully the hopefully you run into a, a colorblind leprechaun. Hopefully, that'd be great. Fingers fingers crossed. Um. Yeah. Um. So I think I at least have to talk to you for a little bit about this. But you have now seen the Batman. Yes. And I have seen the Batman four times. Um, Does it get better? So every time? let's absolutely. Um, I think we should talk a little bit about some spoilers, maybe. I'll let you lead the way. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. You asked if it gets better every time. Some of my favorite movies are movies that, upon first watch, I didn't know how to feel, but they stayed in my mind for a long time and it made me want to watch them again. And then once I watched it again, I, it was even better and I wanted to watch it again. And they just, they keep bringing me back and it's not a lot of movies are like this for me, but my favorite movie of all time, which you've also seen no country for old men is like that. I remember watching that for the first time and I was just like, what the fuck? And the ending's really confusing, but it like lingers and like I can't stop thinking about it. So then I want to watch it again. And after the second watch, I was like, holy shit, this, this is an incredible movie. Then I watch it again and it's even better. You pick up on more details and it's even better. And in a way, the Batman is very similar. It's not as, it's not the same as No Country for Old Men in, in like the confusing aspect. Like the story is still, you know, easy to follow and it's still, I'd say it's more enjoyable first watch than No Country for Old Men for mo- most people. Mm-hmm. But um, it does have that lingering effect, and it at least for me, um, and wants it makes me want to come back and watch it more and more. And I'm probably going to see it for the fifth time this weekend. Um, it's been over a week since I've seen it now, so I definitely got that that feeling that I uh, that it would probably be even better the second time. Um, right, and it's. I, I bet my attention would go to other things that it wasn't um, the first. Yeah, it is. It is long, so like naturally, you're gonna miss some things just because of how long it is, you know. Right, and I mean, like I paid attention, but also the movie theater I was at, the the chairs were super uncomfortable, and oh really? I have back problems, so I was constantly like readjusting too. So I think yeah, I think that took some of my focus off of the movie, but I still was able to enjoy it. Um, but I bet yeah. if I go watch it again somewhere else, that it'll be you know, right, much better. Yeah, maybe when you're maybe when you're out here, there's a theater ten minutes from me that's got the uh, recliners, like the big nice leather chairs yeah. that recline, and you put your feet up, and um, it's it's the closest theater we have. It's a great theater. Yeah, I go there all the time. So the one that I went to was in a mall, and it's like trying to emulate that style, but with not the without the quality. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Like they have I see. chairs that recline kind of halfway. And then the footrest, um, like the footrest, you have to be pretty short for it to like line up with your, with your feet. You know what I mean? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Or you gotta like, yeah. So it's like my ankles were hanging off of the footrest. It just was not comfortable um, for that yeah, long of a but... movie. For a shorter movie, I'm sure right. I'm fine with yeah, for those long movies, you gotta have a nice, comfortable theater. But uh, I will yeah. say, I think one of my biggest, one of the things that has stuck with me the most, 
other than the plot which is just interesting i mean it's it's got some some twists and turns in there um and some Mm -hmm. interesting but the the characters and how each of them are played um especially the riddler the riddler is definitely my favorite character out of the whole movie yes and yeah paul paul dano and I've read that in some, like in, in the Batman series, and I think I was reading on the comic book side of things. So I guess it doesn't line up with the way that the movies are made. But throughout the comics, this, the... I will say this this movie's the most accurate to the comics. Yeah. I have heard... For sure. That, like, the Riddler has been depicted in a bunch of different ways. Some, yeah. some more of, like, a regular person, some more just like crazy evil killer type and then some more comical i guess Mm -hmm. um but yeah this it definitely seemed like a real crim like it could have been a real criminal that they were basing this oh yeah absolutely um yeah i mean a lot of it's taken from the zodiac killer with the mask and wearing the glasses over the mask and the ciphers that he leaves behind you know that's all zodiac killer stuff um and there's there's some other elements of famous killers to him as well but yeah i i the portrayal is amazing he definitely after so he eventually gets unmasked but um he when when you get to finally like really get to know him as a character after that or get a little bit more insight and then how he looks and everything like that he definitely gives off like a mass murder like like you you could see this guy in real life like in a in a um a mugshot photo for killing a bunch of people oh yeah oh yeah yeah so as someone who maybe didn't know who paul dana was when he's unmasked were you just kind of like what the fuck or when they found him in that coffee shop i definitely caught me off guard yeah yeah yeah, because I I you knew who was playing the character. I know Paul Dano very well. He's in a lot of my favorite movies. There will be blood, um, prisoners. He's he's one of my favorite actors. So I knew what he was going to look like before they unmasked him. But I remember in one of the showings, I was sitting next to this this guy who seemed like a big Batman fan. And when they unmasked him, this guy next to me was just like, "Oh, what the fuck?" <laughs> he, uh, because it's like it, the person seems kind of like you build them up to to look a certain way based on their actions right right um but really this person looks like some nobody like you know right right um yeah it's it's i what i love is i mean not only is this movie most accurate to the comic books but it's also the most grounded movie which is a you wouldn't think those two go together like it's the most realistic and i think you know i've heard people talk about how some people criticizing the riddler like he's too cringy or like just weird but i think if you're grounding a movie like that that's like exactly how you would want your killer because that's like what it would be like in real life they're not going to be normal you know when you well, yeah, but I just think like when you watch The Dark Knight yeah. and you watch, you know, the the best Batman villain, Heath Ledger's Joker, um, you kind of think of him as a fucking badass because he's 
he's creepy in like a cool, oh, okay. fun to watch way versus Paul Dano's Riddler is creepy in a way that's like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And like, you don't want to go emulate him. Like, you don't want to go out and act like the Riddler. So um, more like versus a, more like an en- enemy than the the Joker. Yeah, the average person just like sure crazier. Yeah, yeah. They made they made because like you know if if someone in real life was doing what the Joker was doing in the Dark Knight, everyone would look at him like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Uh, but in watching it through a movie, you're just like, this is fucking badass. But watching Paul Dano as the Riddler is like, what the fuck is wrong with this person? Which is also how you would feel in real life if this was happening. So it's yeah. just the perfect, like, they just framed that character so well and made him feel so real. And then you get to the the Riddler. Or not the Riddler. <laughs> then you get to the Penguin. <laughs> no, we're going to day job yes. us real Let's quick. Get... We're gonna go back in time. I... Yeah, Paul Dano plays the Riddler. Uh... <laughs> so, let's talk about the Riddler again. I think I think they missed this. No, then the Penguin. The penguin, yes. Um, crazy. Who is isn't in the movie a lot? Right, but you don't get to see much every, of them. Every scene he's in, amazing. And the if you like, just the the amount of makeup that he had to have to go through to look like that and look right. so good like yeah. that. Right. Yeah, it's it's a, it's enough makeup to completely transform how he looks, but it's not too much to where like you can tell he's wearing makeup because right. he still can move his mouth and like he still has facial expressions through the makeup that are very identifiable. So it's it's really perfectly done. It's like they blended him with this character in a way that you can still tell it's him, but like if you know what what he looks like Right. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, what Colin Farrell did, not only, you know, with the makeup to look the way that he does, but the voice that's coming out of him yeah. and the way that he acts, it's just so different than anything else I've seen him do. If I didn't it's, know it's who he, incredible. if I didn't know what he looked like, I would just assume this was a regular actor. Absolutely. Without much makeup. Right. Yeah, it's, it's tremendous. He provides a lot of comic relief, actually, in... A movie that doesn't have a lot of humor yeah but he some of the scenes he he's in are tremendously funny isn't he kind of like a mob boss type of character yes and is that yeah i guess i haven't watched enough of mo- movies with the penguin in it or is penguin generally that or is that there's really well changed? there's not a lot i mean he's he's big in the comics but oh, okay. uh he's only been at uh, you know, he was in Batman Forever, which was the second Tim Burton one. Uh, Danny DeVito played him. That's the last time we oh, saw okay. the Penguin. That. But that's like a very different take. You know, he's he lives in the sewers and eats raw fish and is more comical than than the mob boss that we see in, in this version. So it's like the Riddler in the way that there's a lot of different depictions of the... Right. Yeah, that's, you know, that's what makes Batman so fun is we're always going to get new Batman movies just because... You know, the IP is so big and people are always going to want to see more Batman. But what's fascinating is just all the different ways you can take all these characters. And they do it in the comics, too. They have all these different issues where they do different stuff with characters and Batman himself. And it's it's, it's fun. And so far, this is easily my favorite depiction of all the characters that we've seen so far. Especially Batman, to be honest. I think Robert Pattinson is easily my favorite on-screen Batman. I don't know how you feel about about him, but I think he is the best. 
Yeah, I think he plays the role just as well, if not better, than any of the other ones. Like, they're not the the Batman's haven't really stood out, I guess. Um, to me, I think this one stands out to me. The bad guys that seem to get exactly, and this story. I mean, the story helps because the story is more central to Batman, and kind of him still figuring things out. So that helps, you know, the Batman stand out versus just the villains he's facing. But it's also can be difficult to kind of act behind this mask and suit. And I think just the way that Robert looks at things and you just see in his eyes, like kind of what he's feeling without him having to say anything. Like when he's staring at that kid in the opening sequence where he's at a uh, Mitchell's house, the mayor's house uh, in the crime scene. And then the kid and Gordon tells him, that he found his dad dead and he just stares at this kid for a long time. You can just, you can just feel without him saying anything like that. He knows that pain. Right. Right. You're right about the eyes thing. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Cause he's, he's Batman for most of this movie. There's not a lot of Bruce Wayne either. Um, right. It's, it's, he's, he's in the suit a lot, um, which it's hard to convey emotion as well as he does. So I, yeah, I think he's fantastic. I think his Bruce Wayne's really good too. Though you know we don't see a ton of it, at least in this this first movie. But I think the portrayal of him being a recluse and still not having much of a separation between himself and Batman is is pretty interesting. I think it's more grounded than the the Playboy millionaire that is you know <laughs> right. portrayed in a lot in a lot of other films. Um, the money wasn't a so big... yeah. I'm, driver in no and and i wouldn't say that it is in other movies as well but i think you know in other movies the character bruce tries to create this separation of himself as a douchebag playboy to further you know hide the the trail that he's batman versus this one just doesn't give a shit he just wants to be batman all the time and try to fix stuff um which is fun i hope we get some more bruce in following movies but i really like the ending and how it opens uh it opens the series up to to more movies um in a in a very interesting like it it makes you it makes you think like how the the next movie is going to look and how crazy it's going to be with how they they end this one right um spoiler this is a spoiler uh, of course um, <laughs> as is everything, everything else. else that we've talked about don't worry the title will be the title of the show will be batman spoilers <laughs> so. so the riddler while he's in jail um starts to talk to another cellmate and you can tell by the exchange that this guy is going to be the joker yes um i would say it's safe to assume that this would not be the joaquin phoenix joker no it's not no yeah, um, I'll give you a little insight on that. The first time I, when I saw this opening night, I actually didn't like that scene with the Joker. That was the only scene in the movie I didn't like because um, it felt kind of forced by like a studio. At least that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, we've had so much Joker over the last couple of years. And usually it's like a big deal when you play the Joker. Then all of a sudden, here's an actor who I don't even know who's going to play this next Joker which it turns out I do know who it is, but, you know, obviously no announcements beforehand that there was going to be a Joker in this movie. Um, But then I sat and watched the credits, and then I saw that it was Barry Keown, 
Um, oh, that's the actor okay. who's playing the Joker, and I love Barry Keown. I think he is fantastic. He's also in a lot of my favorite movies, like The Killing of a Sacred Deer. Um, and I think he would make a fantastic Joker. I think he will make a fantastic Joker. But then I also watched interviews with Matt Reeves, and he there's a couple things he said. There's actually another scene with the Joker about halfway through the movie that they cut where Batman goes to kind of uh, talk to him in Arkham and try to kind of like a silence of the lambs things. He's trying to get more information about the Riddler and he's kind of profiling this one killer to try to learn more about the Riddler and what he's doing with him. Um, But they cut that. And the reason why they, that Matt kept the final scene with him and the Riddler is to show that there's still going to be trouble in Gotham and that Batman can't leave because the final scene is him and Catwoman and she wants him, you know, to come with her, but there's always going to be some nasty stuff going on in Gotham outside of just the mob stuff with Penguin. Like there's going to be some truly awful stuff. So yeah, they, and they, uh, I know we've talked about this prior to this, um, but Gotham is depicted a lot less, um, like it's it seems like a lot darker. clean yeah right it's a lot dirtier <laughs> a lot darker a lot more crime the city looks terrible like there's always been a lot of crime in gotham like in the in the nolan trilogy there's so many bad people and a lot of crime but the city itself looks nice looks like you know chicago new york um, right but this this gotham in this movie looks miserable like there's just yeah old buildings trash everywhere just so more crime it it looks like a shithole which is how it it should be and uh, it gets flooded and it, during the movie yeah and it, it really it gets flooded um yeah it really i mean it really makes you it has like an overbearing weight and you know in the other movies it's like well why doesn't bruce wayne just use his money to kind of help fix a lot of this stuff and in this gotham it's like i don't think money is the only thing that's going to help here because it's just so shitty so yeah batman how about uh how about the batmobile reveal loved it it was great i like the car itself too gosh that was amazing like what they did with just the car. sit sitting in the shadows and that rocket fires up holy shit yeah, right. did that really that really uh got you the first time oh yeah gets me every time <laughs> It's incredible. Yeah, that was a great way to a, introduce it. Oh, it was, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I mean, this every every time every time I think about this movie and every time I see it, it just just gets better. Well, I look forward to seeing it again. Yeah. And yep, we'll, I'll probably see it again. I might see it on Sunday. I'll definitely see it with you. Yeah. California when I come up. Yeah, it is coming to HBO Max like april 19th or something oh, okay. i think is the date that's um, pretty cool i mean that's not that's not that long after the the theater release. no it's not it's like 46 days i think for how um, big of a movie it is right and then i think i don't know if you've heard but there's going to be a spin-off mini series about the penguin uh just like a one season thing that'll take place after the events of this movie with the same actor yeah with colin farrell nice. as penguin and it'll depict more of his rise as a crime boss in in Gotham because right in this movie he's kind of secondhand to Carmine Falcone, right. who plays 
a bigger role in this movie than I thought based on the trailers. I totally even forgot he was in the movie the first time I saw it. And then all of a sudden John Turturro's in it. And it's like, holy shit. Um, but obviously he is killed by the Riddler at the end of the movie. So now I think Penguin might start running shit. I think that it's cool to use the TV series in the off time to to do some character development yeah. for the movies. It, yeah, I think it's it's cool. Um, also, shout out to the Iceberg Lounge. I would love to party there. Shout out to the Iceberg Lounge, <laughs> Lucas. That all the scenes in that in that club were amazing. Seeing this in an IMAX when when he goes in and like up the stairs and turns the corner and now he's onto like the big dance floor with all the red strobes you just feel that that music pounding in your chest and he starts beating the shit out of people yeah it was incredible yeah that's uh they 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 do a good job with the the scenery in all parts of the movie in the setting and the, yeah the the music the sound design the music is fantastic i keep listening to the score in my car um yeah the um cinematography is great craig greg frazier did that who also did dune so he's been killing it recently wow did one of the star wars movies one of the recent star wars so he's doing a lot of good work um yeah well any uh any final thoughts on the the batman you know i could talk about it for three hours but we we don't have to do that um if you haven't seen it yet, hopefully you have because we've just spoiled a lot of shit. Well, you, um, yeah, but you knew but... you knew about it, so I mean, you, if you you know see see the movie still, it's not we can't paint the picture see, of how it actually looks. We can, I mean, we can still give you plot lines, but it's amazing. It's it's so good. I'm so happy that it exists, and I I you know whenever I find a director who I'm not as familiar with, I enjoy going and watching what else they've made because generally if you like one thing they do you'll probably like a lot you know the coen brothers christopher nolan whatever right. whatever it is um and matt reeves is actually someone who i have not seen a lot of his movies he made cloverfield which is his found footage monster movie i think it came out in like 2008 which is really good um saw that a few years ago uh but he's also directed the second and third in the Planet of the Apes trilogy, the most recent ones, and those are supposed to be incredible. So I want to go back and watch that trilogy and just check out some of his other stuff. Um, I'm sure it's it's amazing as well, but he, he killed it with this one, and I can't wait to see what they do next. The Batman. In a theater. The Batman. You. It's everywhere. That was, that was actually the sponsor uh, for the day. The Batman, um, can you imagine? Warner Bros. is sponsoring us. Well, Talk we, about we the built, Batman. took some time, built the relationships to where they need to be. Um, that's true that. True that. Well, okay, so that was all a lie, but uh, even the information about Batman, totally untrue. None of it was... We didn't say a true thing in there, okay? <laughs> this movie is completely different. Yep, it's a musical. It's a musical about kidney beans so we're going to move on to our real sponsor for the day yes we have an exciting new sponsor all right buckle up your seat belts for this one this one is, you know we say this a lot but we've been waiting a long time 
for this one. Uh, you know, this one's been in the pipeline for a long time. We've been in talks with right. the pa- Patrick and I have been big fans of these guys for longer than we've you know been podcasting. So as soon as we started, <laughs> we like, we were looking at them. So you're just like it's at least it's at least like six months, two months, right. two months. I don't even know how long we've been doing this. Two months wouldn't make sense. It's been like three months, four months. I don't know how, what episode is this? Fourteen? Uh, it's it's within one of that if it's not fourteen. We've done like three and a half months, almost four months of podcasting. That's a lot of. Uh... So a lot of you guys listening, thank you to our listeners. We do have an email, flamingmelonpod at gmail.com, if you would like to. That's right. Send us an email. Yeah. We'll send you something else. We'll send you, um, we'll send, maybe we'll send you a, a greeting card with a riddle in it. Yeah, mystery box. There's a, there's a cipher. Yeah, maybe there'll be, a, maybe there'll be a mystery box that looks like this with a blinking red light. Um, that, that'll kill you. Up to $10,000, but. You can also just, uh, you know, you can talk to us. You can, uh, you can send us questions to answer on the air, which is uh, priceless. I mean, we should start charging for that. Um, but the demand is low, so we're not charging for it. Take your advantage. Take the advantage uh, now when we're not charging you, and send us a question. <laughs> It's free. It's free for now. Um, you know, eventually you're going to have to give us a mystery box um, to be able to ask a question. Yeah. So. All right. So our new, our new sponsor. Where are all my Pokemon fans at? Let's go Pokemon. I like Pokemon. All right. All right. Where are those Yu-Gi-Oh fans? Let me hear you. Come on. Yeah, I used to play. Me too. Okay, okay. Baseball cards? Yes? No? No? No. How about Magic the Gathering? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. N- never got into that, but I'm yeah. sure I would like no, to. No, neither did I. Um, I knew a lot of people who played it. Yeah, I've got news for you. If you like any of those, you're a goddamn idiot. There's a new trading card game on the market that has put all the others in their graves. Let me tell you about it. Gargle Games is proud to bring you Vice, the trading card game. Vice is a fully immersive, addictive, and straight-up fun card game. Imagine that Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, and the MLB had a baby. Boom, you got you got Vice. You got Vice. So it's just Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Magic the Gathering, and then the Major League Baseball cards. Right. You put it, put it in a pot, mix it all together, you get a baby, and that baby is Vice. Let me give you a brief rundown of Vice lore. Okay. There are monsters, uh, lots of them, some good, some bad, uh, more than any amount found in Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, etc. In the Vice world, we call monsters Weebubliss. We bubble lose. Pronounced we bub a lose. 
each they could have put the pronunciation prior to the uh, to the word. That's that's true, um, but we can't cr- criticize them. No, you're right because they're giving us money. They're gonna sanction us. We're we're gonna get sanctioned. This is now. I'm I'm gonna hijack this and turn this into something different. We are going <laughs> to sanction this company. Gargle Games. Yes, we're gonna sanction them. They will no longer be able to import or export anything that's it consider yourself sanctioned we're just kidding though we uh you know we like to keep a positive relationship with our with our uh partners even though we don't agree with everything uh that they might do so uh forget everything that we just said right there let's do a little you know a little rewind um the weeb the (laughs) this is gonna be difficult we bubble we bubble each we bubble has distinct characteristics and evolutions for example the we bubble jupin honk starts as a small tadpole like creature with giant testicles jupin honk will eventually evolve into jung jungbo heap sack a giant frog-like creature that uses its balls as a weapon. Vice is far more violent than any other card game. There are action cards that will allow you to tear apart an opponent's card. Not only are you putting the game on the line, but sometimes friendship with your fellow humans. Vice will get you laid. This is number three. Vice will get you laid. All these other trading card games are for people who hate sex. Vice encourages sex. There are action cards that initiate sexual relations with your opponent. Get re- ready to get dirty. Um, the goal of Vice, this is number four, the goal of Vice is oftentimes very complex and can vary from game to game. Most games you are attempting to humiliate your opponent. How? Well, there are many ways. Murking all of their we we bub I I need the pronunciation now. We, we bubbleus. Bubbleus. This is collapsing their kingdom infrastructure, wiping their economic strong points, assassinating their director of transportation, pillaging the children, destroying all food with the exception of beans. Ha ha! Kidnapping the second in command dumpster. No, okay. Killing the second in command, dumpster fires, ding dong ditch, sending in an army of dragon, or becoming the world certified overlord. Just to name a few. Uh, and of course, number five, Rachel Ray and that sweet, sweet sun kissed body plays a big role in the game. Um, you know, we, lo- we love our 30 minute meals. Um, shout out to Rachel. She also has her own talk show, um, she has her own uh, pet food as well um um you know if you like cooking your pets so now if that doesn't get your taste buds rocking this certainly will lucas and i are going to play two mock hands to give you an idea of the intense brilliance of vice i will go first all right i'm ready i got my cards here this is turn one um for patrick so 
Okay, I'm going to start by setting up my district's capital building. I am building this with uh, barbed wire and plastic. Uh, per this action card, which is plastic and barbed wire, this building will house my director of transportation for the time being. I will also place two wee-bubaloos. Wee Did I get it right? Yeah, you got it. Um, in play. King Grunge the Yobo, who will act as defense for the city's trash. He has an, an ability that allows him to block projectile missiles on the third rank once per turn using his heat-seeking knees. Uh, Deacon's 8 is going to be on attack mode. She has an ability that turns cigarettes into bombs. I will conclude by uh, my... I will conclude my opening turn... Um, my reinforcing by reinforcing my um, my britches with this action card, pull them up. I really like pull them up. It's uh, it's one of those cards that really doesn't get a lot of play, but really deserves all the play that it gets. You know what I mean? Underrated card. Yes. Underrated card for sure. So uh, okay, will you start your first turn? I will. Yeah, but then you'll do a rebuttal, and then we'll we'll end it there because it's you know games can go on for a while, but um. First, I'm going to play this action card, Heat Wave Baby Baby. Um, to melt the plastic on your capital building, children will die and others will be prone to gunfire. The barbed wire is still going to remain. Uh, next, I will put into play three Weebubaloos. Uh, first, Beeple Rinker, who will act as my city's night watch and pizza delivery man. Beeple Rinker. Uh, Beeple Rinker. Uh, next, Porn Man. Unfortunately for you, I am allowed to inflict... One of your Weebubaloo with a crippling porn addiction, rendering it useless for two full turns. I can only use this effect each time Porn Man is placed down from my hand. So I'll place Porn Man down. Um, last, I will play Slick Slack, who acts as a devious spy and allows me to look at one card from your hand each turn. So if I could look at one of your cards, please. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um... And then uh, finally, I'm going to set up some infrastructure. I have a franchise license right here that will allow me to set up a Starbucks on the east side of my city. Uh, this Starbucks comes fully equipped with a projectile missile unit and a smoking area, thanks to the fact that today is a full moon. Um, so we'll leave that. And then I'm also going to set up a boardwalk, which serves as a relaxing getaway for my civilians. And that will complete my turn. Wow, if, uh, if this doesn't sound like fun... I don't know what does. If you are interested in Vice the Trading Card Game and would like to watch the Vice movie, check it out on Hulu. It follows Christian Bale as United States Vice President Dick Cheney, uh, Governor George W. Bush of Texas picks Dick Cheney, the CEO of Halliburton Co., to be his Republican running mate in the 2000 presidential election. No stranger to politics, Cheney's impressive resume includes stints as White House Chief of Staff, House Minority Whip, and Defense Secretary. When Bush wins by a narrow margin, Cheney begins to use his newfound power to help reshape the country and the world. I've seen this movie. It is, it is a good movie. I would check it out. If you would like to purchase your first set of vice playing cards, please go to www.vice. That's capital V, capital I, capital C, E. It's also capital E. Uh, tradingcards.com. Uh, 
Uh, so that's vicetraincards.com and use code. This is my first time. Please be gentle for 10% off your first pack. All hail Rachel Ray. Yummo. E-V-O-O. Delish. Vice trading cards. I think we need to give them, let's give them a little more fill on um, on what the game presents. Why don't you, let's do one more turn. I want you to, why don't you rebuttal, uh, rebuttal to my uh, opening turn. Let's give them a little more action. Yeah, here. I apologize. I forgot to rebuttal. Um, I was just, I really wanted to get him that, uh, that code. Um, yeah, no, I understand. Yeah. So, well, I, uh, you know, I have a pretty good memory of what you did. So I think that you really, you, what you really did wrong was you, um, you know, you, you, you kept setting down cards. Correct. And the whole plastic thing, that wasn't real. You can't, you can't do anything about my plastics. I did. I, I did though. Heat wave, baby, baby. Heat wave, baby, baby a... is not, it's not sanctioned by the rules committee i got it right here this is the card and it is sanctioned as of uh 2022 that's a january gift card to 5th. applebee's yeah i know that's what it looks like it's a uh... heat wave baby baby well, i uh well i guess most of what he did was legal but uh what i would do to combat that would be I would put my chunks on the sling on the swing set. I'd put the chunks on the swing set. So let me do that. Okay. okay. So chunks are on the swing set, and then we flip it ninety degrees, and then we flip it one twenty degrees, and then we flip it back twenty, and then we flip it forward and back, and forward. So now what we've done is we created a blockchain to start a new crypto company. And this crypto company can be used to bypass your financial system. And now, see, I'm going to play Big Pharma. Big Pharma has been played. Big Pharma, Ooh, that's a good one. Yes, Big Pharma makes it impossible for you to afford your healing. Damn. And then I'll play Sweet Baby Ray. And he's just there for the sauce. And he sauces he sauces up the floor. That way you cannot travel across the field into my section because there is a river of barbecue sauce. I'll have to use my levitating wee bubbaloos. It's not your turn yet, but thanks for revealing your, your hand. So what I'm going to do to prevent that from happening is I'll play this big block of sand. I can't read very well. This is a big block of sand. I'm playing the big block okay. of sand. And this prevents you from doing anything your next turn because it's such a big block of sand that your whole team has to stare at it for your turn and wonder how you could get a block of sand that big. And now I'm going to play... You might be exceeding your card limit. And now I'm going to play <laughs> Dr. Squatch. Dr. Squ Isn't that a soap? Dr. Squatch has plenty of soaps. And he will use the soap to become so clean that it provides a layer of bulletproofing to his skin. 
So now he will enter your side of the field, destroy everything using his military advantages that he learned throughout his time as a veteran. Now, I win. Well, all hail Rachel no, Ray. Yum O. E V O O. That is extra virgin olive oil. Delish. And me saying those words at the very end makes it impossible for Lucas to respond. Um, it's just how the game well, works. Um, Patrick's trying to cheat a little bit here. He has not won yet, but he did play a fantastic hand. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. What did much. I do that was illegal? Well, you laid down one too many cards, um, and you just ha- you haven't won yet. I still have my director of transportation. You know, like you haven't done any of the things that you need to do to win. You've bomb, set up activate car you've... bomb, which I snuck okay in, where which I snuck in where the department. You don't know of where he's at. Transportation. I've I've had. I didn't set up. I didn't set up a department of you transportation. Just said you did. I... No, I set up. I have a director of transportation. Yours is in that barbed wire thing. Mine is either in the Starbucks or on the boardwalk. Well, I have bombs in both, and they're about to explode in three, two, one. You didn't. All right, you I didn't win. place well, the car bombs. Thank you, didn't, you to you, Vice Trading Cards. You placed them after your hand. Thank you to VicetradingCards.com. All hail Rachel. I have Ray. a real car bomb outside your house. All right, I have a I real will... car bomb. Just wait for me to be in it, please. And uh, you know, I'm going to blow you up. All right, I'll let you do that. Just let me step into it first. Uh, and you know what? I'm not afraid to die because all of the pieces of my body will be flung over to your neck of the woods and I will reanimate myself while I travel in pieces. Yeah, but I put the bomb inside of your great Indian bustard that's in the back of your car. So say goodbye to that. Well, he's already died of heat stroke and the bombs probably already went off. All right. All right. All right. All right. Go to vicetradingcards.com. Use code. This is my first time. Please be gentle for 10% off your first pack. All hail Rachel Ray. Yummo. E-V-O-O-D-Lish. Well said. Yeah, fun game. I love playing it. Yeah. Takes, uh, you know, as you can see, friendships can be ruined with it, but, uh, you know. But it's fun. I mean, it's so much fun. How can you, how could you stop? And the. How could you stop? And you kind of like. There are rules, but really it, it prove, it's, it's got the metaphor in it where there are no rules to life. You just live it, you know? Just live life. Yeah, so I won that match, and it's very clear no. to see. And that's the reality. Um, that's my reality. Um, I reject your reality and substitute my own. You didn't think of that. That's 100% <laughs> original. How about um? How about we pick? Uh, how about we do something with a little more stakes on the line? Why don't we pick tomorrow's number? Okay. Okay, so let's pick tomorrow's number. For, I got a I I got a deck of superiors here. So for anybody listening who wants to go back after you after you hear this, the the day is going to be far past. But just so you know, the day that we are recording this. It's well, we already said St. Patrick's Day. It's so. the seventeenth, yeah. So, and we're gonna pick a number for the eighteenth. So, what you're gonna do when you hear this is you're gonna go to David Lynch's YouTube channel, and you're gonna go to the David number, Lynch Theater. David Lynch Theater, and you're gonna go to the number of the day that has the date three seventeen twenty twenty two. No, 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 three eighteen, three eighteen, three eighteen twenty twenty two. Um, good call, good catch. Three seventeen was a one, so, which I guessed. Okay, shut the fuck up. So 318 2022 
uh we're gonna be lucas has a method of picking the number in a random quote-unquote way where he relies on the cards to give him the information and i personally pick a number from within so without further ado i'm gonna think of my number uh-huh and i'm gonna put it in this document that way you don't see it but you can you can see it afterward okay okay I don't understand the secrecy, but I like it. Well, I I don't want your number. I don't want you to. Well, you're right. My number isn't going to influence yours. No, because so, mine's truly random. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it's not. It's only random in the way that you don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, I know, which opens me up to all possibilities. Tomorrow's number will be. All right, I'm shuffling my cards. I got a deck of superiors time to pick a number it's gonna be tomorrow's number six is that your pick it's my pick flip over your six my uh pick is a three tomorrow's number will be three well so three versus six if you doubled that you would have had the right the right one you're close it was we a, uh we did both pick a six and then it was a six one day that was on the uh 11th that was a triple six day yeah that was crazy it's been a hot month for me. Yeah, with I mean, with triple sixes, it better be hot. Triple sixes, and I have three others this month. I mean, things are looking up. You should start. You All should right. start a. You know, you should start some type of business. You should. You should take a risk. All that luck. I take risks every day. Oh, you do parkour. Yes. So, speaking of parkour. Um, speaking of extremely we're gonna talk, dangerous. Speaking about things that are dangerous and risky, we're going to talk about something that is completely safe, and that is what Chris Angel is doing in episode four. That's right, Mind Freak episode uh, four, season one, episode four. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, he's lying on a bed of nails with the SUV um, riding over him. So that's the name of the show. He, uh, you know, of course, it's extremely dangerous. He's, he gives you the intro um, about the danger aspect, which is always very, very strong. Um, in fact, everybody feels like they're in danger when Chris is around. Um, Men- mentally, I definitely do. Uh, because he's going to freak your mind. Yeah. So. He starts off by saying, lying on a bed of nails with an SUV riding over you is crazy. That's what I'm about to do. Yeah. I like that opening line. Lying on a bed of nails while an SUV drives over you is crazy. Yes, it is. Yes. It would be crazy if you were doing it for real. So, what is the... I feel like you could relate somewhat to this first trick that he does in some way. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Give it to uh, them. I love what is, his. What is it? I love I love his opening trick. It's actually my favorite thing I've seen him do. Um but before he does it, oh, what is he, he says a, he says a line. He's like since I'm about to do a demonstration on a bed of nails, I thought it would be good to start with some needles on the street. Oh, I didn't <laughs> it was, catch it. It was like that's that's a really weird thing to say. Um but he he goes up and he does this needle swallowing effect what they give him like five needles yeah sure and he he put he puts them into this like little shot glass 
and then pours some wine into it and then chugs it all, which I thought that was actually an interesting way of drinking the needles. Interesting um, way of drinking I, wine in a shot glass. Also interesting that way too. I think it would be better with a clear liquid so you could still see the needles in there. Like if you did a shot of tequila or, you know, water for that matter. Um, I think it Do you makes think, it a little. Did they well, use that to their advantage when editing, you think? Could be, well, it could be. Um, Just to make it that be. much more clean, even though he didn't. Yeah, need definitely. To. Right. Yeah, you 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 don't need to, but it it could be, and I thought that too. But I'm gonna give him the benefit here. Um, so he swallows the needles with the wine, um, drinks that down, and he takes a piece of thread, and you know I'm thinking he's gonna do pull him back up out of his throat on the thread, and he he eats the thread, um, and then he lifts up his shirt and starts to pull the thread out of his stomach, his belly button in particular. Like he is out of his belly button, um, which I've also seen that be done before by other people. David Blaine, right? And then he, yep, and then he starts pulling it out of his belly button. And the needles are attached to the thread. So an in- interesting way to conclude that. But I, I, I actually really enjoyed this routine as a whole. Yeah, it was one of the better uh, tricks that, or possibly one of the, possibly the best trick that he's done so far. Yeah, I've seen uh, da- I've seen David do the thing where he pulls the thread out of his stomach. I've considered trying that before. It's not too crazy to set that up. I don't know. I don't think it would be set up the same way with needles. In fact, I know it wouldn't be set up the same way with needles. It um, had to be spray, like it. It it looked more natural than it was. That's for sure. Sure. Yeah. But really good. Really good routine. I I enjoyed this one a lot. And then there's a guy who I don't even know who it is, um, who does the classic uh, sideshow thing with the nail. Yeah, his name's Todd. Todd. Todd takes. A... Yeah, he does a lot of the sideshow stuff oh, okay. in here, which I enjoyed that. Wait, he does part more of than this one thing? show too. Yeah, well, he helps with some other stuff. Oh, okay, like he's gotcha. a big sideshow dude. You know, he he broke the brick over the top of Chris. But, oh right. But yeah, what? Tell us what we see him do first. So he does the classic. He takes a long nail and he fits it so it's like uh, I don't know a quarter or a third of the way through his nostril. Takes a hammer and then hammers the nail in until it's uh, you know almost all the way. Yeah, human blockhead. Very classic. Um, I've mm-hmm. seen this done, and uh, mm-hmm. it always looks very. Uh, it's fun. Intimidating. Yeah, there's a. Have you ever played the game Hammer Schlagen? No. This is this is gonna sound totally off base. I have not. Um, is that a card game? Hammer. No, Hammer Schlagen is. You know, it's a game that you play like frat parties or house parties in college. But you take a tree stump, and uh, and and a hammer and some nails, and you just get the tip of a nail going in the top of this tree stump and you get as many going around in a circle as players you have. So like you'd have six nails in a circle here and you take turns passing the hammer. And what you have to do is you have to flip the hammer and like, let it flip all the way around 360 degrees, catch it, and then immediately try to hammer the nail. Um, and then the goal is to get your nail into the, the log first, like all the way flat against the log. But you have to throw the hammer up in the air, and as soon as you catch it, you can't readjust or anything. You have to slam it down. So does this turn actually, into a drinking game somehow? Yeah, it's it's always a drinking oh, game. Kind of a dangerous one to play, but it's Hammers. really fun. And 
yeah, <laughs> throwing hammers while you're drinking. Uh, it's actually really fun to play. Um, we I played it all the time at Ferris and got pretty good at it. But the the nice thing is, at a lot of these parties, there's a ham there's <laughs> hammers and nails around. So a lot of the times I would take a nail and just do the human blockhead with with a hammer and nail at these at these parties that I was at, and it was always always freak people out. You used to do something similar in in high school with a pen. Yeah, I still do that too. Good to know that you still yep. you still haven't uh, stopped doing that. Still shoving things up my nose, other than COVID tests. Well, speaking of pens, there's a there's something that happens with a pen and a wine glass. Mm. Um, in the show. Yeah. So pretty much Chris is sitting at a, some type of dinner uh, at a restaurant with some people and he has a pen out. I don't even know any of the context. It just kind of happens. Um, he puts his, the pen in the glass and then he makes somebody focus on it, I think. Or I don't know if he's maybe he's taking the maybe he's the one focusing on it. I don't know. So he makes this pen move in the wine glass and eventually jump out of the wine glass. Right. Mm hmm. So then he takes it a step further, has everybody at the table, which is maybe like 10 people, stand up and hold hands around the wine glass. Mm -hmm. And then he says, pen, move. <laughs> and then uh, the pen, I don't know. The pen, the pen moves. The pen moves. Everybody's far away from it uh, and the pen moves. I mean, hey, it's cool. Not the way that he presents it, but it's, uh, you know, you could you, you could do that. Uh, one of the better reactions from that was somebody saying, get me out of here. Yeah, doesn't the glass break at the end? Oh, or am I you're right. Yeah. The glass breaks and then somebody starts getting really scared. Yeah, supposedly. I felt like these people were very bad actors. All of the actors in this one were terrible. Yeah. That pen trick, it was really bad. There was a, there was a terrible continuity error in one of the cuts there before they get the pen to move the first time he puts it in the glass and it's like leaning one way against the glass. And then there's like a cut and then we come back and the pen hasn't moved yet. And it's leaning, leaning in the opposite direction. And it's like, Jesus, this is, I mean, if you're going to do a trick revolving around a pen, you got to make sure the continuity of the actual pen is, is the same. And there's going to be much bigger issues with continuity going forward with Chris, but this is, this was a noticeable one for me. This next one is definitely worse in continuity. Um, I'm sure you noticed it. Yeah. Um, why don't you explain to them the Frisbee? The Frisbee. Um, so we get this scene where Chris is walking up to like his RV or whatever and his bus and his crew is out in a field in a park, which we've I think we've seen this park before. <laughs> um playing frisbee and he's just like come on guys we're supposed to be shooting stuff and you're playing frisbee and like it's just all like so like fake he and... wasn't even like playing the he wasn't even acting like he was mad really he was just saying that yeah it's just like we're supposed to be shooting stuff and we're out here playing frisbee and it's like dude i'm sure if you're supposed to be shooting stuff you'd be shooting stuff like i don't, I don't know it just it was ridiculous. I hated that. Um, but then he, he fucking 
someone throws him the frisbee and then he starts like levitating it and doing some dumb frisbee tricks you're right he just levitates it into his hand yeah yeah the and all of, all of his staff is just like oh cool the way i wonder how i wonder if they just did that trick in one take because it seemed like they did I, I I don't know the way that the probably the way that the frisbee was thrown, and then Chris doesn't like in in the same shot. So the frisbee's thrown; it goes past Chris. Chris starts backing up in a in a diagonal that's away from where the disc would have landed, and then he goes up to this right. new disc that clearly isn't where the where the thrown one landed, and does the levitation with it. Right. It. Um, it, they just it didn't feel like they tried at all with this one. No. And it seemed, it seemed like filler. The the concept of him like giving people a hard time for not working when it clearly it's all a setup anyways. Yeah. So everybody's pretending like, like it it was just it was you can't It's bad. Not, it was bad. Not everybody can act. But I don't even... That was that was my least favorite moment in this episode, for yeah. sure. Well, then he then he does some glass. He does some glass stunt. Well, before that, he gets the cinder block broken over him by Todd. Where he's laying down and that cinder block's on his chest. Oh! Do you, do you remember that? And then they smash it with a hammer. Right. And what I enjoyed about that is part of the cinder block hit him in the face as it was being crushed, which was pretty funny. And then he was bleeding a little bit from that. So bad. Oh, this is where he, but was, yeah, then he, he was on the nail he, bed with the cinder blocks. Uh, I don't think he was on the nail bed. He was just, uh, he was just laying like across two chairs or something. I don't, oh, I don't remember okay. him being on nails, but, um, yeah, then he does the glass walk, and before he does the glass walk, he says, "We're gonna walk on some glass just to get my mind in the right state." Which I don't know. I guess to layman would sound fine because it's two dangerous things, and that could be similar. But he should have laid I mean, on that glass. Does, yeah, that does nothing. Like those are two totally different stunts that he's doing. Like it's it's like to say that they're connected is pretty crazy. Like when he is. Uh... Like when he's in the wind tunnel in a previous episode, trying to trying to to learn how to teach other people how to levitate. Right. <laughs> it's like I get what you're going for, but it doesn't quite add up. Yeah. Right? He's like, I'm, he's, I'm taking things that are mildly similar, and acting like they're the same thing. Right. So, are we at the time where he does the nail stunt now? I think we are. Yeah. Oh, he says he says a quote in there. I think before the um, he do, he says a weird quote in there where it's risky, but if I didn't think I'd be able to do it, I wouldn't attempt it. Talking about the nail bed stunt, which that quote is used twice in the span of ten minutes. That exact quote, which felt very lazy. I like I I heard it the second time. I was like, they said that already. <laughs> Well, you gotta you gotta uh, make it. You gotta make sure it stays in the head of people. You know. Now you you didn't forget yeah. it. Um, right. 
Right. So they they took an 8,500 pound Hummer Humvee, I think, and mm-hmm. uh, they made this little ramp for it with like wood or metal. I don't know. They made a little ramp for it, and Chris is like slightly below the top of the ramp with a board with a with like a wooden board holding right with what he was gonna it's gonna hold the tire right so but only one of them wait what well when i first thought you know when they're building up the stunt to a hummer driving over him you think that the entire weight of the hummer is going to be on him but when they drive up this ramp it's just one tire that's going to go off the ramp the other tire is still supported by the other ramp Oh, I didn't even I didn't even realize that. Oh yeah. I, so in in a way, this stunt's actually the first real one that he's done. But what's so he goes through with it. Um, he they say he well actually they did say he would be supporting a third of the Humvee's weight. Is that where what you're saying right. comes into play? Kind of, but I still don't think that a third of the weight is on him. I think one tire is off the ground, but I don't know that there's actually much weight on that tire because the other tire is still supported on the right side of the truck and the back two tires are still on the ground. So it's kind of like just one tire is kind of in the air, but I don't think the weight would go like that, you know, because the other tires are st- like, I, I just don't see how, it, and I you know don't know physics as well as, you know, I don't know physics worth a shit, but it just, it seems unlikely that a lot of weight would be on that that front tire well the thing that really sells it to me that none of that is even like so you i'm guessing you noticed this too when he's holding the board he's holding it as if it's above his body and he's holding it with his hands right right so when the hummer lands on it it should compress with his body right because he can't hold up a hummer well, I don't think it would, though, because I don't think there's actually any weight being put on there. I think it's just the tire driving off. Oh, okay, so here I was thinking that, like, the, well, I guess I still kind of think this, that there's a, that there's, like, a jack, that there's a system where the board is not actually being held by Chris, but it's, it looks like it is, and it's being supported some right. other way. It could, be, it definitely could be. But it also could like, be I don't, saying, too. I just don't know how it works. Yeah. I, yeah, I just don't know how the weight of that would work. Because if there, the way that I'm thinking of it is, I don't think there would be much weight at all from that front tire going off. You know, like I think if I pulled my car up on a ramp and the front tire went off, but the right one's still there and the rest of the car is supported, I really don't see how just that front tire being in the air would cause there to be so much weight because the car's still balanced everywhere else. You, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I just don't see how a third of the weight would all of a sudden be on that front tire. Well, like, I think there'd be some. Yeah. Well, I think it's. But that. In terms Go ahead. of. Uh, so regardless of, of what's true in that side, when you when he gets off of the board. His back is not even bleeding. Like, there's there's right, hardly right. any damage. Like, you can't even see any. Maybe some small Which that, with the we, nails. We can definitely agree on that part is real. He's actually laying on a bed of nails. Well, it's like, but but 
if you compare that to having some weight on him, it's sh- his bed, his back should have been much more tore up with the weight pressing him down. Sure. The nails, right. Right. Like I didn't right. even see any blood. Did you? No. So, I mean, and he, I mean, I'm sure those nails were pretty dull right. as well. That's, that's also true, which is because I've laid, I've laid on a bed of nails, but they're typically very dull when you do that. And it's really not that uncomfortable. And um, so he complains afterwards that his head is hurt, but I don't think his head was even fully on nails at all. I, I think it was above the nails. I think the nails ended prior to the end of his head too. So even if he was laying all the way down, only a small amount of the nails would even touch his head, I, I would think. Right. Yeah. I don't, pretty bad stunt. I think it's probably the first one he did for real or at least mostly for real but also just dumb somebody cried at the end of this yeah I was, what the hell there was like a couple people um <laughs> that were crying it's like what are you crying for <laughs> i don't get it they had a family uh, member get killed in a similar stunt well jesus <laughs> just, why would I'm you watch why would oh i thought i thought it was for <laughs> no. real it's like what the the, what the fuck you watching it again for? <laughs> right. They just want to, they're trying to beat the, the, yeah. the TSD. Something that I didn't like is he had the Hummer tire on him for a total of nine seconds. But there's so many fucking cuts that it felt like less than that. Like it just like cut, like it's only on there nine seconds, but we get like a cut of Chris's close up on a face. We get a cut of the audience back to the full shot. Like there's so many different cuts. It felt like less than nine seconds. So I, I'd re round it and took out my stopwatch and it is nine seconds, but it's like, man, it's, if it's only that long, just show the entire nine seconds in one shot. Like all these cuts are, well, make it like feel ridi- ridiculous. They, the cutting methods for, to actually achieve some of the routines he does kind of bleeds over into the, just the general production of the show. Right. Like if that, if it's on him for a minute, then you can do those cuts and make them longer. You know, like when David Blaine's in a tank of water for six minutes, you can do some cuts and let them linger for a minute each. But when you got a nine second clip and you're doing four cuts on that, like that's pretty crazy. Right. It's just two minutes. Nine nine seconds. It should just be the one one shot. But that's that's Chris. Would you recommend somebody would to watch this? No. It seemed pretty definitive. No, the opening trick is great. Everything else is terrible. Yeah. And terrible in not a funny way. You know, I keep waiting for these to be funny because they're so bad, but right now they're just bad. I think they'll they'll get to a crossroads somewhere down the line. Oh, they definitely will. I've seen I've seen some before that I don't I don't know where they line up, but some of them are just so ridiculous they're funny. And this we're we're not there yet. And these are just bad. Maybe some good tricks, but Chris's personality just kind of yeah. takes them another way yeah yeah well you know what i say watch it i say watch it wow watch it three times <laughs> no then write that's me, horrible write me an essay i will pick my favorite essay and you'll get a mystery send box. it to flaming melon pod the winner will get a mystery box worth up to ten thousand dollars sponsored by our friends over at vice trading cards um of course, if, right. if you'd like to purchase the, uh, your first set of Vice playing cards, please go to 
the website I just said and use code this is my first time. Please be gentle for 10% off of your first pack. VicetradingCars.com. Please be gentle. This is my first time. Is the code for 10% off of your first pack. All hail Rachel Ray. Yummo. E-V-O-O. Delish. <laughs> Make sure to get her uh, her pet foods. Um, dog food. Um, she might have cat food too. Maybe some ferret uh, kernels. Um, yeah, shout out to Rachel. Shout out. Well, wow. Um what a what a crazy experience we've had here what a life-changing set of circumstances that have brought us here okay (laughs) you're not even you're not even trying you're just you're not even trying to take it from me um my life has changed greatly from experience with EVOO? With extra virgin olive oil. I drink a cup of it every morning. And then his life became delish. At first it was only yummo. yum-o. It was only yummo, but then he used EVOO and then it made it delish. Delish. Well, is it time for some theater of the mind? Theater of the mind. Sponsored by the CEO of Halliburton. Dick Cheney. You know, I th- I thought we could maybe do, maybe we transition, you know, from theater of the mind, we try to do some news segments, but maybe we do a news segment theater of the mind to kick things off. Oh, sure. Just to kind of, to, to start to transfer over the, the, the river. So this, this news may or may not be real news, but um, Patrick and I are are going to uh, talk about some news. So what 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 uh what what segment do you want to cover and then and then give me a give me a segment that I'll cover. I'll cover uh, like what like do you want general news like current events, sports, like what do you you know, what do you what do you want to be weather, you know? My skill like set what do you is in the uh, the environmental sciences environmental sciences okay i'll i'll pass it off to you for maybe a little weather and environment we'll give you an update on um, the planet and then how about uh what should i talk about should i just do current events well i guess it depends you want to maybe just be like a more general uh, correspondent and then just do uh what you feel from from that like you're, you're the core person that's kind of covering everything generally okay okay good okay i'm gonna we're gonna start like halfway through here good morning and welcome to the watermelon news newsroom featuring your main correspondent lucas bodwa accompanied by our environmental scientist and weatherman patrick riley you will also be hearing from our on-field reporter and transportation expert, Jimbo Speed, as well as our live animal expert, the Club Wizard. Stay tuned for some special previews 
to our new movies after the new show. This is the best news that you will find anywhere where you can find news. We are the best people. We bring you the best news. There's no other reason to listen to any other news program because we're going to bring you top quality news at a top quality price. Please sit back, buckle up, grab a drink, do what you need to do, and let our news wash over you. Let our news bring you to your knees. Let the news that we have for you fill up your brain and melt your eyeballs because this news is about to blow your mind. Now for our next story. A young woman is found housing and selling crocodiles to fellow elementary schools. Um, Sarah Parker of New Jersey found to have a lab in her basement where she has been breeding crocodiles and giving them to children at playgrounds in nearby elementary schools to take home as pets. It is estimated that 60 crocodiles have gotten out to nearby schools and only 24 of them have been found, leaving us to believe that a lot of them have been lost in the wild or taken home without the realization of the parents yet. These crocodiles have been infused with a chemical that allow them to spit fire and shit bricks. Um, So not only are they going to be torching homes of innocent people, but they will also be building foundations for their own homes using their shit. Uh, These crocodiles are extremely dangerous to the touch as they also have a poisonous skin. If you touch them, your skin will start to balloon up, forming an air pocket in between the muscle and the skin until it pops, resulting in very painful um, uh, injuries and potential death depending on where you touch the crocodile. Uh, local local crackheads have been trying to find these crocodiles and touch them with their penis I'm trying as to a, find them. as a as a form of sorry about that um, as a form of uh, give me the crocodile sexual sexual gratification sir please I, I don't have any crocodiles um, if you see any of these crocodiles they have a red tint to them. Please contact your local authorities uh, so we can send out pest control to properly uh, secure secure these creatures. Sarah Parker has been arrested and will be facing a life sentence for her um, acts of terrorism, as uh, the police are calling it. So just be on the lookout um, for those people in Newark, uh, New Jersey area, and neighboring cities. If you see any of these crocodiles, do not touch them, do not approach them contact authorities and stay away uh, now I'm going to pass it to my co-host uh, Williams Elbow for some weather and environment studies take it away thank you HQ we are here uh, I'm Mr. Williams Elbow and we're talking about the environment here today as you guys all know it's been a rough uh, it's been a rough 2022 um, so my wife, Sarah Parker, has been arrested. Uh, 
you know, I think that she's, personally, I think that she's innocent. I can't really say that much right now because of the court thing, but she's innocent. She didn't do it. Uh, I'm going to kill the judge probably with some crocodile poison. Um, you take crocodile urine, you boil it down, and then you put some poison in it, and then it's a poison thing that you can use to kill people, and I will probably use it on the judge. I'm just kind of doing some live brainstorming right now. Please don't take it as something that I would, you know, that I would do currently. I will do it eventually to the judge. I will kill the judge. Anyways, we'll get past that one. I am here in Newark, New Jersey, and, uh, damn it's terrible out here um everybody sucks uh the people suck the it's dirty um there's trash in the street um i got bitten by a rattlesnake there's not even rattlesnakes here i think it was just a, a crackhead who was crawling um I'll be okay. I have the antidote, which is... Damn you, crocodile! Oh, no. Okay, that was a close call. Um, that one was on... We that one had wings. It kind of flew down uh, upon me. Uh, that's right. The crackheads now have wings. They have access to the metaverse, and they have learned the blueprints for the wings, and now they're using the metaverse to kind of become some type of crackhead bird hybrid that was the noise of a very close call um, they they really don't like the news they have a hard time with the news um, maybe they know my wife is Sarah um, but anyways so we're gonna talk about kind of what we got going on in the world um, outside of this shitty this shitty town called Newark New Jersey uh, filled with a lot of drugs and a lot of alligators now. but I'm not allowed to speak about that I will poison the judge soon but that's beside the point so we're gonna talk about how the world has become the world has become it's it's pretty it's pretty good um, the we're gonna build a water park in the North Pole because it's getting more water over there more opportunity for a water park um, ice parks are not as popular but water parks are something that the families like to do during the summer and as summertime is approaching we have big manufacturers coming in and building the water parks near the Arctic Circle now the what are we gonna do with the polar bears um, you know why why would we build a water park where there's some animals who probably don't want the humans to be there? Well, simply we're gonna, you know, they'll, you know, they'll, they'll get what's coming to them. But that's beside the point. We're gonna have the water parks. They're gonna be the biggest water parks that have been built in anywhere. They're gonna be the size of the moon. So we're gonna have a water park that's shaped like the moon. Um, that's the size of the moon in the Arctic Circle as well as we are going to shoot down the moon um, and reel it into to earth that way we have a better replica to build our water park from 
uh, because we want to make sure it's as close to the real moon as it can be. Uh, once that water park is finished, I will kill everybody on this planet and I will have my own water park where nobody can bother me. And um, Sarah can go to hell. She is not my, she, she's my wife, but I did sleep with other people and she doesn't know about it. But now that she's going to spend the rest of her life in jail, um, you know, I, you know, I was a little bit of a whore, you know, but water parks kind of surround yourself with, you know, some pretty promiscuous people. A lot of promiscuous people when it comes to the water park business. I'm just playing the game, Sarah. And you know what? I'm not going to kill the judge. I will poison them, but not kill them. Um, and you will go to jail forever, Sarah. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take it back to the HQ. Thank you for that, Williams. Um, always a great, honest reporter. I uh, appreciate his insight on the environment in Newark right now. And that uh, water park in the North Pole sounds like a lot of fun. I have to take a trip up there. Um, yeah, any, any words for Sarah? Um, Sarah is a criminal and a terrorist. Um, so that's going to be it for this news segment. As you all know, we are an independent news company, so we are going to play a sponsor on our way out. Um, please enjoy and tune in next time. Thank you. And that was Theater of the Mind news episode. And now we're going to talk about this sponsor. Liberty Medical has... <laughs> It's not Liberty it's Medical. Not Liberty that's Medical. a that's a that's, that's a, a real thing. No, uh, why don't why don't we finish up? Let's do a little a little sponsor. Like like let's let's do like an infomercial of a product. Okay. Where you and I are the spokesman. You got an idea for a product? Yeah. All right, folks. Here today we have. The product that is going to change the world. We have the product that is going to be here to stay. This is a whip for turtles. This is a turtle whip. This is a whip that, uh, this is a whip that, you know, regular whips won't bother turtles because they have that hard shell. So we've built a whip with a little baby hammer on the end. Lucas. Yes, that's right. You heard it. It's a whip for turtles. It's the twip. The twip, the turtle whip, the whip for turtles, the wordle. There's many, uh, many uh, names that you could put on this whip, but really it comes down to a uh, finely handcrafted America-made whip with a little hammer on the end. <laughs> with, a, with a little hammer on the end yeah. for those turtles. As we all know, uh, many spots across the United States and overseas is, um, you know, you're, you're full of turtles. There's too many turtles walking around outside. They get into your home. They're a nuisance. They walk around all slow like they own the place. Um, they're, they're stinky. They're wet. Sometimes they you get snapping turtles and they hurt you. So we wanted to build a whip to eradicate turtles. Um, you know, a lot of people ask us, why not guns? Why don't we use guns? Tell them, why don't we use guns? That would be too easy. That would be too easy. And also illegal to go firing guns in the street. Um, 
but we we like to use the whip. And Patrick, how do you how do you use the whip? I know you're in an area with a lot of turtles. Tell us tell us about your use. Well, I like to have the turtles fight each other. So I give the turtles whips, and then they they kill each other with the with the turtle whips, and they just have a small enough hammer where it's not too heavy for them to swing. Now tell me, do the turtles, when you give the turtles the whips, because I personally don't do this, do they ever try to whip you? Or do they kill each other? That seems rather strange. Well, of course they try to whip me, and that's when the guns do come into play. Oh, okay. Alright, so if you have a gun and want some entertainment, you can give the turtles the whips, but just, you know, be be ready. Don't give too many of them whips, they might overrun you. And if um, you if you do, um, you know, there's codes that come with the whip that allow you to get, you know, a little boost of afterlife in the metaverse. And the turtles do understand the metaverse, and they are each whip kind of gives you a little portal where you can enter. And once they enter the metaverse, they can become sort of a like a Captain Planet type of thing where you all put your whips together and you become this mega like they pretty much become the metaverse when they all join together so it becomes a, a you know a new world order type of thing all of the turtles are becoming some mega mega beast that accesses that is the metaverse so they could the turtles now control all the information of mankind um and pretty much you just you put the guns away and you're listening to the turtles then right yeah um and i'm gonna tell you where we can uh where you can find these whips um you can call us right now at 1-800-WHIP-WHIP um 1-800-WHIP-WHIP and that will uh get you through to us where we can sell you a whip right now uh, or alternatively you can go online to turtle whip whip butterscotch whip turtle metaverse whip whip.com use uh use code i saw this on tv from those two turtle guys for five percent off a whip and these whips do come at a reasonable price why don't you tell us about the price points and the different options we have patrick yeah so we have the original turtle whip it has the little hammer that one is going to be 13.99.99.95 and dot coms backslash metaverse so and then the the second version of the whip is called the Chocolate Rain um, Chicken Bucket Town Catastrophe Metaverse Village Villa Rooster Back to the chicken Chicken stuck in a bucket The bucket is in the ch The the Metaverse comes back um, And then the Batman sequel Is gonna be bad And that's the That's the name of that and that one's uh, hey, that's that's the one I have. That's that's the whip I have. Yeah, could you recite the name of it back to me? I uh, got my lips got a little tired. Your lips got a little tired. Recite the name. Give me the. Can you can you say the name for them? Your lips got a little tired. Okay. Well, we're not getting anywhere with that. And this one costs around. 
this one's free you just gotta you just gotta know a guy um but if you if you don't know the right person um you know get ready to mortgage that house you know that's what i did get a second mortgage i didn't know anyone that's turtle whips. If you live in an area that is infested by turtles and want to get rid of them in a fun and safe manner, please consider calling us at 1-800-WHIP-WHIP um, to get your turtle whip today. Um, so please, please give us a call. Turtle whips. Yeah, make sure to stop drinking water as well. We just want to care about everybody um, here at the Turtle Whip Foundation. We are focused on eliminating water. Um, water is killing you everyone that has drank water has died yeah so just make sure that uh next time you leave the house don't let the door hit your ass on the way out and you know have a good day pretty much thank you welcome that was theater of the mind turtle whips wow you know i I can't think of a better way to end uh, a podcast than whatever whatever that was uh, well, I've got a little note for you Give me a, to end it. Give me a note. Is it a poem? Can you make it into a poem? N- no. Um, You're not trying. You know, it actually, it stems from our discussion about not drinking water and telling people to stop drinking water. Oh. I actually watched this this brief documentary on breatharianism. Have you heard of this? Mm, no. Breatharianism is a claimed ability... For a person to live without consuming food and in some cases water and it is a it's a very deadly pseudoscience that is not real but there's many people who claim that it is that you can live off of just breathing properly and like taking in sunlight for your nutrients i've heard of similar things but this sounds more yeah. legit than stuff that i've heard but people, you know, die from starvation and dehydration when they, they attempt this. Not everyone. And there's been a lot of, like, scam breatharians who claim to have not, you know, eaten or drank for years. And, you know, they get caught in a restaurant eating. It's like, well, yeah, you wouldn't be able to live. Right. Um, but it's yeah, there was a – maybe I'll send it to you. It's this really interesting, like, 45-minute documentary on on people who – have attempted this and you know all the bullshit around it and it's it's a fascinating watch breathing good for you sunlight good for you is it water enough? and food bad for you is, no it is, is breathing that's enough sunlight enough um yes you know you would have to like I, you could do it but you'd have to like pretty much feed yourself through your blood or something like that you know, with nutrients of some type, right? Like to for that to even be plausible, you'd have to be putting something else in your body. Well, yeah, and to not drink water as well. Right. Which some people claim to not even drink water when they did this. But yeah, breatharianism. We support it. You should try well, it. Well, you should. I mean, I frankly, I have we're, not... We're doing it. I don't even... Like I, I don't even breathe at this point. I don't even. <laughs> the only thing that I drink these days are alcohol. The only thing I drink these days is hot piss and vinegar. <laughs> Together. It's called a spicy pickle. <laughs> 
actually. I do name. love vinegar. I do love vinegar. What if we made a made a pickle brand and called it Hot Piss? Put real you piss in it. Buy... Would you put real piss in it? Yeah, that, yeah, I'd put real piss in it. Like what's like what's that secret? What if we try to what if we try to pickle a what if we try to pickle a cucumber with piss? How would that turn out? I know some people who could you know who could help us with that. I know some piss. I know some piss. I know a guy with a lot of piss who we could really do a lot of things with. Piss, 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 piss. Yeah. So well, since we're since we're totally off the rails here, I can I can I tell you about a dream I had? <laughs> sure. Does it involve piss? No, it has nothing to do with anything. But I remembered it, and I I meant to tell you because you you told me you had a weird dream the other night, the other day, and I, I'm forgetting what that was. But I also had a weird dream that same night. Okay. Or same same morning. A lot of these very memorable dreams are just repeat dreams like i've been having them forever but this was a totally new one that was very visceral um it was like this massive massive natural disaster that like affected the entire world um with like crazy crazy high winds like you know hundreds of miles an hour winds and a massive flood uh that was just taking out everything and i was somewhere I don't know, like Louisiana is where I imagine that I was somewhere in the southern United States when this was taking place with my brother. And it's like all this water was just and the wind was just shoving this water all over the place and like just completely taking out homes and buildings and just killing everyone like super quickly. And somehow me and my brother survived this and like just dead people everywhere like no one's no one's living like everything's in shambles can't even get around places because there's water everywhere and like all cellular networks were taken out so i had like no way to contact anyone to see if my parents were alive or like if anyone was alive and it was pretty terrible that's that's it <laughs> well that's it's the dream good to know that uh you know it's good to know that uh, you're dreaming of some type of nast- some type of uh, world-ending uh, natural disaster. Uh, right. Yeah. Yes. Because the world totally isn't going to end. It never does. Just kidding. Patrick and I are in a doomsday cult as well. We're going to make it happen. Um, if uh, you know, if we can't predict it, we're going to make it happen ourselves. So. Yeah. What's the What's the way to predict doomsday? Do it yourself. So Patrick and I have started a GoFundMe for our Doomsday project. If you would like to fund us, just send an email to flamymelonpod at gmail.com and we'll tell you where to go from there. Yeah, so just obviously email us. Um, if you don't email us, you're going to, you know, you'll have to, you'll be stuck in the purgatory of the metaverse and that takes a while to get out of. That's tough. I've I was there for two years. Yeah, we were surprised that we got Lucas out of that. Um, mm-hmm. But you learned a lot about pickles while you were there. So I guess I did, and I think as soon as we end, I'm going to go enjoy a pickle. Are you gonna? What's this? okay? So how do you eat a pickle? Do you suck on it? 
Do you? Uh... No, no. <laughs> Do you just bite it? <laughs> Do you suck the juices out of it and then chew the? I just, skin? I just, I just bite it and chew it, and swallow it and poop it. And then you suck on the poop. <laughs> poop pickle. Poop pickle in piss vinegar. <laughs> poop pickle and piss. I like to put some piss vinegar on my poop pickle. Well, I think we shouldn't leave our business meetings for the for the for the podcast viewers. There's some stuff that we just got to keep top top secret. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy Patrick's Day. Yes. Happy Patrick's Day. Happy. Yep. Don't forget to pickle your poop and put it in some piss, and then suck on it. Okay, that's that's it for me. That was the Flaming Melon podcast. See ya.